Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We about to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. AEW Unrestricted. Welcome in. I'm Will Washington, alongside the always and ever-present Aubrey Edwards. Hi! How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I just <laughs> left the gym, and I think our, our guest today is probably the reason why I had to make sure that I'm staying up on it, because, uh, I don't know, he he's quite the body guy. Right. You'll, you'll eventually be like one of us and end up having like your Yeti cooler that you end up traveling with and checking and then just seeing them all fall down the baggage claim where it's like, that's mine, <laughs> that's Billy's, that one's QT's, that one's Hangman's. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Will's going to end up being the body guy. I love it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you there. Yeah, at some point. It, it feels weird that, uh, just thinking about the fact that we're approaching the end of the year so quickly, we've got... As AEW tends to wrap up the year with certain events and just knowing that they're all around the corner, like there's just certain things we're talking about. And I'm like, wait, that's all the way off in December. And I'm like, actually, that's like a month and a half from now. What are we talking about? I was actually like going back and looking at like all the places that I ref this year and like all the places we visited and stuff. And I remember that the first pay-per-view we had this year was Revolution in San Francisco. I actually grew up kind of near San Francisco. So it was almost like a weird homecoming for me, even though I've been in Seattle for the majority of my life at this point. And my sister came along with me. And just fun, fun story before we get to our guest. We kind of had this idea that we've always wanted to get like sister tattoos, tattoos that matched. And I had been mentioning this backstage, like getting something just stupid. For whatever reason, my sister and I had settled on Taco Bell sauce packets. And I mentioned this and Nyla's immediately like, oh, I'm on board. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. And the plan was we were going to do it in Vegas. We're like, no, 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 let's do it in San Francisco. My sister's coming. I managed to do Amanda Huber as well. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'm on board. And I'm like, we're just now getting group tattoos of Taco Bell. Like what the hell is happening here? So we found, we found a guy and he was able to like, that's seriously all you want. Yeah. Just, just come on in. It was great. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the parlor for the life of me, but it was so good because we're sitting there in the lobby about to get these tattoos. And Amanda calls little Brody and is like, hey, how are you doing? And he's on FaceTime. And he goes, where are you? She goes, oh, I'm at a tattoo parlor. And he says, did you just lose a bet? (laughs) (laughs) She goes, surprisingly, no. (laughs) Which you would think based on what it is we were getting. But yeah, so we all got sauce packets. And me and Amanda got mild 
Uh, my sister got fire. Nyla got Diablo. And uh, it was fun. That's how you bond when you're on the road, I guess. What a wild story. And I say that right? because of the fact, side note really quick, because I have two stories from that weekend as well. The first one being that I was flabbergasted having, I, I usually don't eat Taco Bell that often, but we were so hungry in San Francisco. We were like, okay, we need something to eat. And this is before I started with AEW, but I was covering the show. And so I was in San Francisco and I ended up getting Taco Bell. And I remember being like floored that I spent $10 on a- On a feast. Uh, yeah. Something that was anywhere else in the country would have been like, maybe three or four dollars but in san francisco specifically and i ended up looking it up san francisco has like the most expensive taco bells in the country so that's the one thing where it's like oh this story kind of ties together but the other piece of that was and for those who know the story because i've told it before but how instrumental she was in getting me into aew that weekend was when I met Amanda Huber the first time. And for somebody who's become one of my dearest friends. She's great. Yeah, she's so great. I met her at that Revolution Weekend. And so it's funny that I have a Taco Bell story and an Amanda Huber story. And you guys all have that story together where it's Taco Bell sauce packets in San Francisco. So It all just comes full circle. Wrestling is the greatest. It is the greatest. And honestly, our guest today keeps adding to that and has quite the career. But I'll let you tell that. Who do we got today? Aubrey. Today, we have, honestly, and I'm not even saying this just because he's here, uh, we have one of my absolute favorite people at AEW here, and it is uh, Daddy Ass himself, Billy Gunn. How are you doing, bud? Hey, thanks. Hi. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) You were like all just like, before this, and now you're like, hi, hello. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to settle in like easily because I know that I'm going to go off here in just a little while. So I'm just just rip the bandaid off, dude. (laughs) So I just ease myself in. I kind of let everybody come in and then I'll just explode and everybody will go away. Perfect. Look, I am honestly really glad to have you here because you are currently one third of the AEW World Trios champions along with your partners in crime, the acclaimed. Who, well, my kids, really. Uh, yeah. your, your legitimate sons who you have adopted. They're like my adopted kids because I got rid of my real ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that because the last year has been kind of a, 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 a whirlwind for you guys as a trio where since pretty much we could say all out last year uh, where the crowd in Chicago really took to you guys as a group, you know, the, the Oh, Scissor Me Daddy chants were born. Yeah. It's been just a successful run since then, culminating in you guys winning the trios titles at all in London. Yeah, because somebody thought it was a good idea that I worked again. <laughs> 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 Maybe run that by me. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, it really, it's like how that became a thing is, is like how my whole career has been. We just have a, a good thing. I, it was, you know, and the people took to it. And like Chicago was just insane that night. It was just crazy. And then from there on out, it's just, that's the thing to do. Like scissor and chant, oh, scissor me daddy ass. So like, I'm not complaining, but it's been a lot of fun. It really has. And that's, you know, this stage of my career, that's all I want to do. I want to have fun. I don't want any more hassles. I don't want any more stress. I just want to go out and have fun. And that's what we do. And the, and that's part of what the people are into because they know. I, I read it all the time. I don't read a lot of social media stuff, but it's just 
hey, I want to have fun like these guys because that's all it looks like they're having fun. And with our program, they get so we have so much amazing talent that it's not so much the wrestling as much as the interaction and the the wrestling along with the interaction to entertainment because that's kind of what I am. I'm an entertainer guy. I'm not I'm not good at that wrestling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% true. I actually agree with this because Billy legitimately tries to bump as little as possible in every single match. <clears throat> and like there was a match a while back where he's like, I take two bumps in this. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're getting paid the same. Why yeah, exactly. are you bumping more? <laughs> because one, it hurts. <laughs> And it shatters my whole body when I do it because it's hard to smack this 270 pounds around with the, on the floor anymore these days. It just kind of, you know, so I limit, I limit and I only do it when it's highly necessary <laughs> or I'm in a good mood. One of the two. <laughs> to go back to what you were saying about, you know, wrestling being fun and having fun. One of my favorite things you've ever said to me that I have quoted a million times at this point and pardon the swearing, it's uh, if wrestling isn't fun, then why the fuck are we doing it? Yeah. 100%. And that is one of the reasons why I enjoy working with you so much is yeah. a lot of times we take this too seriously when really it's just people rolling around in their underwear play fighting. Yeah. And I'm yelling numbers yeah, at people. We're, we're grown ass men. Right. It's like you're literally standing there in your underwear scissoring yeah. basically your children. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> in front yeah. of a national television audience. Like, if we're going to treat this as serious, it's like, okay, well, let's let's yeah. step back for a second. What is the problem here? Yeah, there's always a time and a place for that. You know, it's not every single time I go out there because it's very, if you're not in a, you know, an ongoing good storyline or something that, that you need to bring out. Because if I, I can go if I want to, but want I to. don't need to. Like I don't I don't waste what I do, I guess is is kind of and I'm not trying to sound that I know everything, but I've been doing this a while. So I know at this stage of my career, I don't have to go out there and the, you're not getting a five star. I've never had a five star match in my entire existence. But I've had a pretty good career without it. So I'm not really complaining. <laughs> but if I don't need to fully go a hundred percent, not that I'm not giving a hundred percent, I'm not going to do it. I'm not wrestling just for the sake of wrestling, because if you watch what we do, nobody ever goes, Hey, watch these guys. They're going to wrestle really good. They go, Hey, we're about to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and the wrestling will come like when, like I said, when you get in a storyline or you're, you're running a program where that needs to happen, then yes. Can we flip the switch? Yes. That always has to be a thing in anybody's character. You can always have fun, but you have to have that one element that goes, Hey, if he gets punched in the mouth, everything's going south. <laughs> so, so, and I tell that to anybody, I tell that to people all the time. You can have a character and you can do anything and play anything you want. That's what this job is. You get to play somebody that you've always wanted to be. And who is that? Because that's where you're going to get the most out of what you want to do and who you are. That doesn't mean that you go out there and kill yourself every night. That means that you be selective of where you put it and how you put it because you want it to mean the most. So if you see 110% every night of every bit of wrestling that I have, in about a week or so, you're going to get tired of seeing me. <laughs> because... You have already seen everything that I have to offer. 
So it's it's just being selective and it's just being smart with your body. Our bodies are not meant to do this. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I had a conversation with, with Jerry Lynn one time where he mentioned to me kind of point blank. He, he talked about how one day he's going to do an assessment on the idea that we are intentionally putting our bodies in harm's way. And at some point, somebody has to to figure out what's wrong with us. Why do we do this? But one day, one day we'll, we'll have a, a Jerry Lynn dissertation on this very show. I yeah. do want to talk about All in London. Big moment, big crowd, 81,035. Not that I haven't recited that number a million times already, but you two got to share a moment in the ring. Yes. And I actually want to, to talk about the, the origin of the relationship of you two uh, shortly. But I want to talk about uh, oh, the God. moment in itself, becoming the trios champions, defeating House of Black. Huge crowd reaction. Huge moment. You guys walked away with the trios titles and now you're sporting brand new custom belts. Uh, the hot pink with the scissors on the back. First off, where does this moment rank for you in your career? You talked about how you've had this extensive career and uh, and you've been doing this a very, very long time. As far as, you know, having those moments, you've been at WrestleMania, you've had all of those. How, how was this moment for you? I don't really. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I wanna, I'm trying to put this politically correct as I can. I don't rank them as one, two, three, four, five moments. They're all special moments in themselves, just like, and people have asked me that same question about the others, right? Because so I've been tag champ 11 times, Intercontinental. So, and not to tell everybody how many titles I won, I don't rank them like that. When you, when you win something like that, or you get something like that, every single one is very special and they all rank number one. One the company is putting their faith in you and putting everything that they have that you can carry that and represent a world title, whether it be the regular world title, the, the tag titles, the trios titles, the women's title. That means that you are the best of the best. That means that you are the elite and that we are putting our faith that you can carry that and represent the company in, in the way that it should. You know, with Max and Anthony and being able to say, holy cow, it's 60 years old, you're a world champion, is like something that's hard to fathom. It really is. It, yes, they all rank number one because the, it was a very special thing. It was the end of a wanting to retire and then coming back and then just getting beat to death and having doubts in myself and Max and Anthony never having doubts in me. But it's but I am my hardest critic. I really am. I just, because I said from the get-go when I did this, I said, if I can't perform at a level that I'm happy with, I just walk away. And that match with, you know, with the House of Black, where they literally just destroyed me. It was mm -hmm. just, it was done. I was just, I was so shattered. And I mean, that's for real. I mean, I was just shattered that, oh my God, I just got handled. <laughs> like, I just got handled, like for real. So it's, to do that and then and then to come back and all of us come together and it's just special with Max and Anthony, just like it was with the other three guys that I held titles with. Like those are all special too. So I don't ever like to say, oh, well, this ranks, you know, number four, <laughs> like because then it diminishes the other stuff that I've done. So I guess if that's an answer, that would have to be the answer. <laughs> it is a valid answer. They're all special and they're all amazing. And it's and it's just that they look and go, we're going to do this. And 
to for them and you go, oh my gosh, this is insane. This is crazy. But you know, I take a lot of pride in that, and I, and I'm and I'm more happy for Max and Anthony because I got to watch them go from literally not knowing what to do with this to going, okay, I get it, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> it's it's very special and amazing, much like you are. You're you're the greatest, and we've got so many more special and amazing things to talk about here on AEW Unrestricted. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. AEW Unrestricted, we're back here talking with Billy Gunn. You know, it's funny that I, I always introduce everybody. I always say the one and only, but I'm like, but the one Billy Gunn is like an actual thing. So I can't actually do that. <laughs> but this is daddy ass Billy Gunn. So I wanted to ask you two, because I've heard the story a million times from Aubrey, but I, I feel like having you here on the show, it's it's always a great time to talk about the origin of the relationship that you two have. Because for those who, who don't quite know, uh, unless you're not paying attention, if you see Billy Gunn in a ring, you're usually going to see Aubrey Edwards not too far off. And Aubrey's always talked about how working with you gave her an understanding of how to ref tag team matches. 100%. And, and how to get there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how that all came to be. Like, I'm very particular, as Aubrey knows, about refs that I use because they're very vital in what I do. Like, it is an essential that they interact with me and know what I'm doing. Just as, you know, it's not just, hey, you're out there and you just count or whatever you do and and. When me and me and Aubrey first started working together, there was already a chemistry that we could. I knew that she took her job seriously and that she could have fun and we could work together. So I just it was just an ongoing process of just now I don't have to do anything. She knows exactly where I am, exactly what I'm doing, exactly what I needed to do. So there's no struggle of me trying to pull the ref to go do this or try to do this to make it seem a little natural instead of, you know, somebody pops up and she goes there and I'm going over here and everybody's all over the map and nobody knows how to control anything. She's very good at controlling and keeping everything in line, which is, I love about that. And that's why she was the only ref that I would use during my matches because I don't want to struggle with the ref because I'm very ADD when it comes to oh, yeah. wrestling. <laughs> I have to know what everybody's doing because it's sometimes things get off track and you just have to have one person that kind of is very, and I've done this my whole career. I've been very 
in charge and sometimes a little overbearing, but it's just to keep things on track because sometimes things go completely off the rails and you have to have one person that has a calm head to just get us back on track. It's okay. Just stop. We'll get back rolling. And it's vital that you have a ref that understands that. And now, like I don't, like I said, I don't have to do anything. Me and Aubrey are just right on. I leave the corner. She just looks and points and I go back. And then when I really need her, it's already set. It's already set that I don't have to, if I leave there or do something, it doesn't look unnatural because that's what a lot of a lot of tags, they'll just stay in the corner. And then all of a sudden when the spot comes, they just leave. And then you go, well, why? And then you leave now and then you know things are happening. And then you kind of give away what we're doing, which really sucks and it's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, we just we have great chemistry, you know, not saying that I wouldn't with anybody else, but I just don't want anybody else. And it's just <laughs> it's a chemistry and knowing what I'm doing, and I always know where she's at, and I never have to worry about, hey, if, if this thing's coming up, she's always there. And, and and she can be nowhere to be found, and when it comes, pow, she's there. And then I just, you know, that's half the time while I'm just smiling doing stuff because yeah. it's pretty good. So first off, checks in the mail. Thank you very much for saying all those nice things. <laughs> Secondly, it's funny because you're like, oh, yeah, she just knows where I am. I don't because I look back at the corner and you're never there. And then I have to go find your ass and then like literally push you along the apron to go, no, go the hell to the corner. Like, what are you doing? And then other people that you're in storylines with pick up this habit because you're leading by example and they all start leaving the corner. And I'm like, what the hell are you all doing? Like, nobody is following the rules here. So I'm getting great cardio. Thank you very much because I'm just constantly moving. And I think that's one of the things that like specifically the thing that was very complicated about tag teams when I first started, when you've just got two guys, you're just following the two guys and it's fine. When suddenly you've got four or six guys, potentially manager on the outside, there's so many more things to pay attention to. And just knowing that one, you're not going to be in the spot you need to be forces me to have a head on a swivel the whole time. So how much you love wrestling and how much you love tag team wrestling has just invaded my brain. And now I absolutely love it. And now if I see that you're wrestling, I come to work and I'm legitimately excited. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know. We're just doing the normal shit. And then that's literally like, that's all the conversation we have any anymore yeah. Yeah. about your matches. It's just, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know, bing, bang, boom, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we go home. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> no, that's great. That's the dynamic you want to have. And I, I love that you guys have that and you have that understanding and it doesn't, it's not new anymore. It's something that you guys just gravitated to and understand. Yeah. And so I want to go back a little bit now and talk about a moment that happened on Collision this past summer. Because I know just having working backstage, I got text after text after text. And I'm referring to you leaving your boots in the ring following that second loss to the House yeah. of Black. Dude. And <laughs> I was so pissed. There's so many texts <laughs> yeah, I got and else. from people. And so I know your phone had to be blowing up just knowing that mine was. And I'm not you. How many people reached out to you after that moment, thinking that it was over for you, all four people that actually like me, <laughs> me, no, it <laughs> your was, wife, you know, it was your dogs don't have phones. I don't know who the other two are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they knew like something was up only because of how the match went, like not good for me. 
and when I decided to do that, it was like they all went, oh, gosh. I think it was more shocking because there's – and I'm trying to figure out how to put this. It was like there's one guy from a wrestling phase that moved it to present time that we all still love and have watched for so long that it's almost like, oh, my God, it's over. It's like, and I don't know exactly how to put that, but it wasn't so much. It was partly because of me leaving the ring, but it was mainly because it was like, oh my God, this is an end of an era almost. An end of, you know, me taking my kids to show them the guy that I used to watch when I was their age. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It was like a thing because I was okay with it. I was really okay. You know, there's nothing. People can say what they want about what I've done and what I haven't done, but there's more. I've done so much in my career, and I have no regrets, not one, not a single one. But the only thing I just, if I can't live up to my standards of wrestling, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to. So, yeah, my phone blew up and they go, please tell me this. Is, like, you can't like that. Everybody thinks I'm going to wrestle for the rest of my life. Well, yeah, but that's not a thing. <laughs> that's just, no matter how good I think I'm put together, things are going to come apart here before too long. And I just I just don't want to be that guy that's hanging on for the sake of hanging on. I want to be able to contribute. I don't want everybody to do everything for me. And I have to hold up my end of the bargain. You know, and at that moment in time, I just wasn't and felt like that was the best thing to do. And then just like before, they dragged me back. They dragged me back. So So I remember when this happened because I was like off in Hawaii recovering from surgery. And then I see all these posts from like Austin and Buddy. And I'm just like, this asshole. Like, <laughs> and I think I actually texted you and said, did you honestly wait to retire until I was gone? <laughs> like, yes. how dare you? <laughs> yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. And I feel like, like what you're saying is that you have such a long career and you've done so much for wrestling and then for this new generation of wrestling. I feel like we all deserved at least a little bit of a heads up before your yes. last match. So <laughs> uh, please request for next time, like when it actually happens, which I'm assuming is 20 years from now because you're built like a friggin' specimen. You'll you'll be wrestling till you're like 80. I'm gonna put money on that. Yeah, that was a, that was a little sudden and abrupt, and people went, "Yeah, don't do that again." Don't do that. <laughs> That's not a thing. So mean. So talking about the 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 relationship with the acclaimed and how this all kind of came together because it was last last year in in 2022, you guys all got aligned together. It was you know of course the Gun Club was really the trio, but. As the gun club got aligned with the acclaimed, that really started to be the relationship people got into. I remember the first time I heard Anthony Bowen say, scissor me, daddy ass. And it almost flew over people's heads. Like, people didn't catch what he actually said there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember thinking, daddy ass, that's amazing. That is so good. Yeah. And he kept doing it and kept doing it. And then you could hear the crowds more and more and more starting to gravitate toward it. And suddenly, I remember when you guys turned on the acclaimed. You walked away from the acclaimed initially. There was so much disappointment that literally, I had tweeted, R.I.P. Scissor me daddy ass. 
That tweet did more numbers than anything I tweeted all year. There were so many people disappointed that they weren't going to hear scissor me daddy ass again. Yeah. And within two weeks, you guys were all back together. How, how did that go? Like, how was that initially how you saw that going or... No, I think, you know, the good thing is, I think it just fell in line with the rest of the stuff I d- have done. Because going from Badass Billy Gunn and Brian mentioning one night, one night, that's exactly how this happened. And it's due to because wrestling, you just never know what's going to That's And I also tell people this, you cannot be afraid to just go do whatever. And my perfect example is is Daniel Garcia now, that dance. He's probably one of the best technical and wrestling wrestling guys, which got him nowhere. The minute he gets his dance over, people love it. And that's my thing to go, okay, look how good he is. And now look what's what's got him over. It's the entertaining part of doing the wrestling and then doing something like that. But with the daddy ass thing, it just kind of, it morphed into it because it was, it gradually went with everything I did. Cause I was badass Billy Gunn. Then I was Mr. Ass. And now all of a sudden in this generation, I'm daddy ass, which goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. one, yes, it's just wrestling. And two, it just goes along with, with what I've done my entire career, which is helpful as we can all attest to it, but it's just not being afraid to do stuff because God knows I'm like the goofiest person of all time. Like I just am. And and I love doing stuff like that. And and when you find something that sticks, you just go. You just run as hard as you can. And now it's like a thing. Just people go absolutely insane over it. And 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 yes, I am a parent's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. But I mean, yeah, it's it's been crazy how it took off, but then again, it's not. <laughs> it all makes a lot of sense and yeah. I'm I'm very happy it's taken off. It's also created a lot of co- awkward conversations amongst family members. You're like, "Wait, what are they chanting?" Yeah. It's it's yeah. not suggestive at all. It's not don't worry about this. Don't worry about yeah. it at all. It's but fine. But we just say it's it's a form of introduction. There there you go. I like that very much. <laughs> we, we have so much more to talk about with Billy Gunn. Daddy asked himself on AEW Unrestricted. Coming up Aubrey, Will, Billy, we're talking about scissoring, uh, amongst other things. Yes. So we talked a little bit about you came in with the gun club. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time we had you on this podcast, which, by the way, is still one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. And my sister reminds me every week. She listens all the podcasts and she goes, this one was good. The Billy Gun one is still better. <laughs> so thank you for that, by the way. Side note, back, back to what I was talking about. When you came into AEW, you were just coaching. And then the pandemic happened. You start wrestling with your actual biological sons. And then eventually they disown you and you adopt the acclaim. But both of these groups of sons have won the tag team championships. So mm-hmm. how does that make you feel as a father, as a wrestler, as a mentor, as a coach? What does that mean to you? So it means the world to me. It means that like, if I retire, I'm good <laughs> because that's, how many people actually got to do that? I know the second generation is a thing, but I've literally got to be in a company. You know, Austin at first was went to ROH mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out. And then and everybody know this. I did not lend a hand in getting my kids jobs. That's just not me. That's not who I am. I will help you in every 
breath and every means that I have to get you to where you want to get to, the getting jobs and becoming who you are is all on you. And it wasn't ever just a thing because just because I did it doesn't mean that you have to do this. But, you know, luckily, both of them are really good and they're starting to come into their own. And to be able to work with them and watch them and then they just needed to go on their own and then pick right up with the acclaim and get to help them and watch them just being around them and watching them grow and how excited they get when they learn new things. And they, I think the worst part was, is me being on the side and telling them what to do and when to do it because they like to blow right through things. So it's, it's oh yeah, they're like, Dad, please stop yelling at us. <laughs> it's not so much yelling as it is to get you to pay attention. Because half the time I'll sit there and yell and they won't hear anything because they're so engulfed in what they're doing. So we tune out what's going around us when all the really good things are out here. They're not in here. So just being able to work next to all of them, to watch them grow, to watch them discover wrestling and discover themselves and being amongst themselves and just having fun and just getting in a flow and watching how good they are. The four of them are so good and they get better every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about being with the acclaim is I get to sit there and half the time it's just me and Max because Anthony's still in this wrestling mode where he still <laughs> likes to wrestle. <laughs> so, so whenever we want that, we go, okay, Anthony, go do your thing. Me and Max will sit here. You know, when things go awry, we'll turn to everybody and go like this and we'll get them back on board. Like, that's where we're at. It's bad for them because they want to wrestle so bad. I said, but it's going to do you no good because all they're waiting for is this. So that's it, baby. (laughs) On one hand, it's awesome because that's, you know, you can pick them back up when there's a lull spot or a dead space. That's all you have to do. And they'll come right back to life. Not that there is ever a dull spot when we're out there, but it's the ultimate career that I've had. I've got to, you know, do some amazing things. I've now I get to watch my kids do their thing. I get to watch my other kids do their things right next to them and win a championship with them. Like it just doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. And they're all such like sponges. Mm -hmm. They come to me all the time and they'll ask stuff. And I think that's what was good about our group. And then the acclaim group is we're not, we have, (laughs) we have team meetings every week. Like it's a thing. We just, and I'm not a, I'm not a, just because I've done these things, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you suggestions because this is y'all's career now. Mine is pretty much over. I'm just here as a mentor and to help. That's what I want to do. I want to help you do and become bigger stars than I ever was. Nobody struggles for any position. It's all, we have meetings. We go, hey, what do you think about this? And we all give our give our opinions on what we think we should do or what we shouldn't do. And that's what makes groups the most successful is not jockeying for positions. You know, we did the same thing in DX. Everybody knew their spot. Everybody knew what they were doing. Nobody's jockeying to do anything. Nobody's stabbing anybody in the back to do anything. The kids with the bullet club stuff that they're doing, I think they're the same. We're the you know, same thing. Nobody's jockeying for anything. And everybody knows their spot. And that's when great things happen. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about the Bullet Club and Bullet Club Gold and uh, the success that they found as a group 
just recently here this past summer, referring to the fact that Austin and Colton did join Bullet Club Gold alongside Rock Hard Juice Robinson and uh, Switchblade Jay White. Mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of skepticism initially. It was like, whoa, these guys like have really no ties to each other, no affiliation with each other. How is this going to work? But it almost seemed like within a couple of weeks, they were just gelling together. They were all of a sudden, yes. they were Bullet Club gold. Uh, not to take any shots at any other Bullet Clubs, but like I know a lot of people who view them as the Bullet Club. Yeah. Watching that success and watching these the the four of them gel together become what they've become and again you talk about some of the entertaining aspects of it and some things where it just it just happens overnight right you know, card blade for example was one of those things that <laughs> <laughs> who knew that was going to be as successful as it's become <laughs> it's a cardboard cutout for god's sake and it's more over than any four of them are so that's just insane that's but that's the beauty of wrestling you can drop all the shit and just get engulfed in a cardboard cutout for god's sakes no i think i think they have do have something special just like i said they all feed off of each other really well and they all support each other in whatever aspects they're doing they're, they don't separate themselves it's like hey yeah they're part of this group but when one wrestles it's just they go out there they're always seen together they all interact really good together which is hard when you have four huge personalities like that they have a tendency to kind of just not gel very well but i think all four of them are really good together. Like as much as they don't want to know it, the kids are exactly like me, especially Austin. He's, mm-hmm. although he's a lot better than I am, he's very all over the place. So he's, and Colton, Colton is there, but you just can't be the same. And I think those two feed off of really well together, which in turn, they feed off of Juice and Jay really well. And then Juice and Jay have this thing. So they all... They're all very individual, but they all together are really good. They There's something when you watch them, you just can't help but just go, oh, this is going to be so good. <laughs> Dude, every time they have like a backstage promo and it's just the four of them, like there's like one line that needs to be said, I think, like from like a actual storyline perspective. And then they just let them go for 60 seconds and they're saying the most ridiculous things. <laughs> I don't know if they walk into it knowing what's going to happen. They're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll just yeah. do this. And as they're bringing this gigantic cardboard cutout around backstage that's like taped to all hell on the back because it's been stuffed on a truck so many times. Oh, it's like, why no. we don't have a second one? I don't understand. Like, there's just the one. Hey, it's working. Make another one. Right. Like, oh, man, they just made all the small ones that they sold to fans. It was great. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Exactly. If you're going to put money into something, put money into making money. Yeah. I'm very curious because I know you and I have a lot of like fun, silly moments. Is there anything in your mind that sticks out as like a particularly like silly thing in your recent AEW run? Like something that happened maybe that wasn't what you expected or just like something that you, I don't know, is meaningful. Yeah. Every time I walk out of the curtain. (laughs) People cheer for you. You're like, why? It's like, what what is happening right now? No, I just love the expression on Max and Anthony's face when I do stuff because they just, it was the same as the boys. The boys would go out there and do all this stuff and run around and 
do all these cool spots and they'd tag me and I'd step in and the place would go ballistic <laughs> and they would stand there and it's, we're right in the middle of this match, right? And I walk in and I start smiling and I look at them and they go, okay, this is too much. Like we just killed ourselves and you just walk in there. I said, well, they've seen me for a long time, but it's, it's the same with Max and Anthony. They just, we tried to let me start one time and it's just like a, because they all want to, they just want that moment of just being. And then it's the silly stuff like taking off my shirt. The place goes absolutely insane. <laughs> and it's so funny to me because once I get a whiff of that, Oh, it's a, then it's a complete striptease show like that. You're getting the, the whole nine now. You're just trying to like show off the butt a little bit. I never know because it's, the people are so different at every show we go to for some reason, they're just into me. And I, and I do appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. And I know I've earned the right to do that, but to watch like they, the kids just don't get it because I think they're, they are all on the same level as me. And we're all in that same work genre thing. It's just, you don't have to do anything, dad. What is the deal? I said, it's just, it's presence. It's the the way that I don't ask them to do anything. They'll just do it for me. And that's the cool thing. And just to watch Max and Anthony sit there and look at me and go, this is too much. Like, how do we get there? I said, you'll get there. It's just going to take some time. You guys got to remember, I've been doing this a long time. It'll so, take a couple decades, but you'll get there. <laughs> it's just funny how it's every night when I go, when, whenever we wrestle, it's just something new. And it's so much fun to just be into the people and, and them be into me still at my golden age that I'm at, that they still appreciate what I do. And I appreciate them to the hilt because, you know, without them, I just wouldn't do this because they're the ones that make me, the minute I pop that curtain and they hear those sirens go off, the place goes insane. And then I always make it a point to go way behind the kids. <laughs> so they like they go, okay, stop getting your own pot. <laughs> That's why I'm me and you're you. <laughs> I love when those moments happen because we'll be calling the match in the back. And I'm like, okay, so Anthony's going to start. He'll do a thing. He'll tag out. Then Max comes in. And then Billy comes in and takes his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally how them. And then eventually we go here and then break spot. And it's like yeah. Billy takes his shirt off is a specific thing that happens in the match. And that's it. Yeah. We don't need to hey, say anything else. That's a spot. It needs to be discussed because it is very important. It is an important <laughs> moment in the match. <laughs> I, but look, legit. And I think I told you the story. I definitely told Austin this story. At Double or Nothing, um, we had a guest at the show. Is uh Esther Baxter came to the show and she brought her sons. So, of course, you know, she got the whole tour, got everything. And then her sons came and watched the show. And this was their first experience with AEW. Son was like 15, right? And after the show was over, I asked him who his favorite was that he got to experience a double or nothing. And he was like, oh, daddy ass was my favorite. Among all the things he saw at double or nothing. And when you really think about what we got at that show, we had anarchy in the arena at that show. And he goes, daddy ass was my favorite. And I thought about the fact that because granted, I've been watching you my entire life, or at least most of it, right? And thinking about the fact that, well, I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, you've been wrestling 34 years uh, and I'm 36, so most of it. Yeah. But thinking about the fact that this kid was 15 and his favorite wrestler that he saw on this show was Daddy Ass. And that 
blew my mind, but also it was like, it's a testament to what you've been able to do in this run in AEW and how these crowds still just love you for what you do. It's, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) It's so weird. Could you imagine having told yourself in 1999, King of the Ring, that this is where you'd be 24 years later? No, not at all. No, I would. I was hoping that I'd be done just sitting in the back, like telling other people how to get to where I was at, <laughs> not not me still doing it. Well, you started there, and then eventually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Hey, we'd like to hire you if you'll just be a producer, and maybe if we need you to wrestle, you could wrestle once in a while. Sure, why not? Hey, do you mind wrestling every single night? Sure, why not? I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's all good. It's all good, and I'm so happy that we get to experience you in this era basically having this like rebirth of craziness in your career, and I'm so grateful for everything you've given me and everything you've taught me, and I'm so happy you were able to talk with us today. This was really great. I love you so much. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah, thanks for having me. These are fun. Like, I love, you know, talk because they're not – like, I hate answering the same boring question. <laughs> like, what was your favorite match? Who's you? <laughs> we asked you your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Who did you get along with? Who didn't get? Like, come on. Come on. There's more to me than that. <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. Always a pleasure listening to Billy. Always a pleasure watching Billy. You can see him pretty much on every show almost at this point. I know. Dynamite Wednesdays, Rampage Fridays, Collision Saturdays. He's just all over the place. And if you don't see him on the screen, he's definitely helping backstage. He's assigned to matches and he's killing it. He's helping build the next generation. So you can listen to this podcast. New episodes every Thursday. Video comes out on Mondays on YouTube. Just search for it. I'm Aubrey Edwards with Billy Gunn and Will Washington. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.